Hello and welcome to the Pet Loss Companion Chat. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio. I'm here with my friend and co-author Nancy Saxton Lopez. And this is a program that we do every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern to take the information and the knowledge that we put out in our book, The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. We want to get that kind of information out to as broad a group of people as possible so that more people can benefit from the experiences and the, and the comments that, that we hope to share and we hope that will be helpful. So if you're, if you're listening, if you're watching, please feel free to give comments, to ask questions. And if you're watching the video replay or listening to one of the broadcasts that's audio only, certainly feel free to get in touch with us and, and send your comments, your questions, your recommendations for future topics. Mm -hmm. And I'll hand it over to Nancy to get us started. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about rituals and memorials. Um, when our pets die, we certainly would like to memorialize them and we have rituals to do that with. Um, people can have full funerals um, and uh, there are quite a few um, funeral homes, so to speak, um, that are in, in the country. Um, they may be in other countries too, we don't know. Um, but it, even to the point that you have, a, which I've done because I've had, unfortunately, so many, my seven, seven little pugs have died. Um, but you can go in and there's actually a plaque with the name, like it is in a human funeral home, with their name. And then you can even buy a casket, you can have a viewing, um, or you can have and, and go to a cremation. Um, some, some people prefer not doing that. You can have your own memorial service. You can do it if you bury your pet in the backyard or somewhere else, or you can have your own spiritual service. But I do think it's important to have a ritual like it is with, with our human people that we love, that we've lost. It kind of gives some, some closure and some, some connection, um, to that. Um, so, Besides that, though, you can scatter ashes. Sometimes you may keep your ashes at home if you cremate, or you may take them to places that you and your animal went. Um, there's lighting of candles, um, going places where your pet was with you. Um, I had a client who goes to Maine. She goes all the way to Maine because that was a very special place for her husband and her and her dog. Um, remembering anniversaries and holidays, of course, and visiting the grave um, or talking just with your family or others about, you know, remembering how wonderful that pet was. Sure, sure. And, and when, when you mention rituals, what I, what I always think is a ritual is an experience that goes far deeper than language can. Mm -hmm. So that experience of, of saying goodbye through whatever means, whether it's burial or, or releasing balloons or whatever you might do, and maybe having other people around who also had a loving relationship with your deceased pet. And there's something about that kind of experience that both 
gives a great depth of emotion and also contains the experience of saying goodbye in a way that can help you to, to move forward. It provides a reference point, if you will, that you can refer to and think about it. And often a reference place. I have, there's a place in my, in my yard where I buried Diana, who was a cat who was just really close to me. And, and so I say hi to her when I go by. I've got Coreopsis planted on it. So there's always, there's always perennial growth and flowers during the spring and summer. And, and it's very meaningful. And the way I think about this too is that you can do it different, different ways for different, different friends, different animal companions. Well, I've buried a lot of my pets. I have on occasion also, we've got two who we've cremated and uh, those are two of our chihuahuas. And I do things like I was just showing you beforehand that I have the little urns here and this is a tuft of hair from Lily. And Lily was a tiny little chihuahua. She was only five and a half pounds and obviously very special to us. And whatever, whatever works. And it's also so important, I think, to include children in rituals. Yeah. If, they're, if they're old enough to know what's going on, that they're for give or take, depending on their temperament and their personality, it can be a really helpful thing for them to be included because it, it helps do for them all the things that it does for adults to help contain the experience, to help put all your feelings into some kind of bigger than language experience and and then contain it also and be able to move forward from there that we, we had whatever ritual we were going to have and now we're going to move forward what's what was the movie with owen wilson and i think it was jennifer aniston with the dog and at the end the dog died and they and they had the little kids come out with the little notes you know yeah. at the burial site yeah. Yeah. and put the necklace on down i can't it was a golden retriever right i can't remember it but that what you were saying about kids, I was yeah. like, wow, yeah, because they, they made little pictures about the dog and a little poem and then they, they put it in, in the grave. Yeah, we had a we had a burial for my son had a and a kitten who died very, very young. And I believe Eric was maybe like seven or something like that. And so we had a burial in the backyard. Actually, what had happened was she had gotten into a crawl space in the in the home, and in that crawl space, people had put decades before, perhaps poison for oh. rats. Oh, that's so sad. She got really sick. We didn't know what it was. We took her to the vet. She died. But I'll never forget that we all wrote cards mm -hmm. and we read the cards to her, and her name was Willie. And I mean, we were all in tears when, when Eric read the card that he had written to Willie. One of the things he wrote was, I'm so happy that I had you as a friend. I wish we could have been friends for longer. <laughs> really evocative. <laughs> but it was so meaningful. And then, as you said, we buried like flowers on top of her. And, and then that's where Willie is. So kind of have a place to visit. 
And that's and that's so important because there's still there's it with you in your heart all the time anyway. Yeah. But there's yeah. something kind of tangible with that. Um, people got a little crazy with me because what I've done with my uh, pugs who have been cremated is that they all have a special teapot uh -huh. that fits their personality. And so I have them all out with little pictures and their, their collars and the rainbow bridge, you know, uh, poem and their paw prints, you know, and some mm. back so far that there were paw prints. Um, but I mean, Rosie was our, our, our last one and she's in a teapot, an English teapot of roses. So, but people look at me and say, well, isn't somebody going to, you know, take your teapot and use it? I said, no, <laughs> I don't think so. But it doesn't matter really what you do. It's what it's it's your relationship and what you how you want to memorialize them and then yeah. to memorialize yeah. them. And, and and also there are some people who they don't want to do anything. Their pet is deceased and the vets will generally have a service where they can dispose of your pet's body through whatever means, and they may or may not describe what that is, or do a cremation either group or individual and and some people don't don't really care what happened i i worked for a veterinarian i did an internship when i lived in in rhode island for one summer and the veterinarian had a service who would service guy who would come every every time they called them their freezer or their refrigerator i think it was was full of bodies and they would take the bodies away and what they did with them, the way I understand it, is they made they helped them. They were contributed to the process of making fertilizer, ah. which to me was well, that's okay because yeah, that's kind of what you know. I kind of want to go back to the soil myself. I'm very into composting, and that's kind of what I want to do. I want to go back to to the earth, but it it all depends, right? It depends on what's good for you. Right. And when I did my internship at a ER specialty vet, you know, I worked with people around their euthanasias and and we would come in and say, what would you like to have done? And mm -hmm. sometimes people were like, no, I'm OK. I don't you know, she now is dead or he's now dead and I can walk away from that. So and that's OK. You know, yeah. um, however, there are other people who do want to have a full funeral, some yeah. who just want to go to, to a cremation or some that don't want to go to a cremation, but they know that their animal has, has an individual, you know, cremation and or they don't care if it's with another other animals. So it really is, again, it's unique and, and grieving, but it's unique in how you want to be, at, you know, at the end of life and death of your animal or what you want to have happen. Now, when you say go to a cremation, I'm imagining that you can actually go and be there when it's done. It reminds me of a friend who was married to a person who was Japanese and he died. And there, that particular cultural ritual for that family was that they would witness the cremation and that that was part of what they did as part of their culture. And so they would they would watch the body being consumed by flames in a contained environment. And so it's, it, it all depends, like what right. is going to help you to feel some kind of closure, beginning of closure, whatever works. 
You know, in, in our cremations, and all, all of our dogs have been cremated, um, you have a private room with a viewing. So there are, t there are two windows and there's a private room um, with, you can open up the doors and, and they have laid out your animal, which is, they do, and, and this particular place does an amazing, wonderful job. And they're so kind and they're so considerate. And you can spend as much time as you like. And then when you're ready, you push a button and the door, you close the door. And then the other window, kind of it's it's it defogs i don't know how to else to put that and then what they do is you can see them take out you know a, the body and put it on um a, a belt that will go into the crematory but that's it i mean after that they close and then you leave yeah. but i guess in in some cultures you actually do witness the whole thing yeah yeah and and, and, and let's talk some about the ways that the ritual and the memorializing doesn't always include the body it might be as you said yeah, almost like a, a memorial table where or a little part of a dresser or, or a hutch we, we have the the two the two containers of uh, the of ashes mm -hmm. on our hutch in the dining room let me see if i can this mm -hmm. is jack and you know we're, they're always in view and every now and then we go over and take a look at them and and some people save, as you said, their collars, their dog tags, mm -hmm. their special toys, and photographs. Some we we would have people, as you recall, come to the meeting, and they would they would have what they called an altar. Yes, or a shrine. Yeah, a shrine or an altar, mm -hmm. and it would have whatever helped them to call to mind the memory of their of their friend and. And people, we had people who did that for every kind of animal conceivable. Every kind of even animal. Even a hamster. Yeah, yeah. Even a fish in one case. That's right. That's right. Even a fish. And and there were others who did things like they would have. There was one person who had a memorial to an animal in the attic, above. Oh, the, I know this one. Yeah, this above badger. the. Yeah, above the. Thomas Badger, right? Bedroom. Yeah, and. Yeah, and right. they, and would pay it would kind of just know that he was close he right was close exactly. him. and so whatever works for you or the thing the thing to keep in mind is there's never sometimes people will feel like oh you know i don't want to do that that'll make me feel foolish or something like and and then you come to this understanding that whatever helps you it doesn't get yeah. remember is a good thing for you and your family members. Exactly. So, I mean, you could have a regular headstone, you could yeah. do river stones, you could do a plaque. I mean, a lot of that you can get online. Um, we, You could talk about, like you have plants, you have flowers on mm -hmm. Diana's, uh, her grave. Um, I planted um, um, trees, mostly dogwoods, uh, you know, in memory of, um, of dogs, you can do pussy willows for cats. I mean, mm -hmm. or any other kind of plant. But people in the group, they would come in. They would have paintings. A lot of yeah. people have their animals formally painted or yeah. or yeah. portrait on, um, or drawings or any other kind of art, um, poems, stories. One mm -hmm. woman wrote a song. Mm -hmm. One man, remember the guitar guy? He made guitars, 
and he painted his dachshund on his guitar. I don't remember that. No, yeah. no, but that's great. Yeah. So he he made a white guitar, painted, had his dachshund painted on it. Wow. Um, so his doc his dachshund was with him making music. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And that was, I mean, that really, that really helped him. Yeah. Um, scrapbooks, photo yeah. albums, shadow boxes. Um, all, there are all so many kinds of urns now. Yeah. Uh, the boxes or urns and, and a cat shape, a dog shape, uh, you know, all kinds of, maybe even a horse shape, I think I saw online. Um, ornaments. Yeah, that's another thing. We met the ritual at, at St. Hubert's every year, remembering the animals yeah. just around holiday time, where That's people right. bring ornaments they, and- they would, yeah. yeah, names, you would send in the names of your animals who have died and then they would decorate all the, the trees, you know, with yeah. evergreens. Yeah, yeah, all different. And, and there are people often when their pet dies, they don't want to move their bed. They don't want to move their, their water and food dishes and 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 so many times we've had that conversation of no rush <laughs> you yeah you don't do have it. to do it right away you do it when when it, you'll know when it makes sense yeah. to take that kind of action you'll know just just as when a human being dies you don't have to get rid of all their stuff and give it away or donate it until you feel ready to do that and there probably will come a time when you feel ready to do that. And mm -hmm. these kinds of things are often the kind of thing that you can talk through with others who love and respect you. And I must, I must say again, Isabel has a thing about our meetings. She, yeah, she likes to be part of them. She's, she's singing in the other room. Isabel, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you going to do? But uh, one of the things that's newer is, is freeze drying, right? Oh it's boy. Well, yes. Now there, there are some. Uh, it was some years ago, I guess. I was, I was at one of Abbey Glen, you know, Lafayette, mm -hmm. um, where we go. And at the time, freeze drying became had, had become very popular. Uh -huh. And so I'm, I'm working with the vet techs and so forth. And we go in the back, and there is a freeze dryer with a Doberman in it, and wow. he perfectly placed. Yeah. And it was it was quite it was quite an experience to, to look at him. You know, he looked completely like he was alive, except that he mm. wasn't. But yes, there are some people that I, I guess that's still some people still would like to do that. Yeah, and and I was just looking into it, and it's quite expensive. It's about seven hundred dollars to start with, even a small animal. And then it goes way up fast from there. It also takes quite a bit of time. And, and for, for those who are unfamiliar with even the, the idea of this, it's a way of taking all the, all the water out of your pet's body. Yes. So they're completely desiccated. And I believe they also take out organs and other things that I guess would be difficult to pre preserve in this way and replace their eyes with, with glass that looks very much like their, the eyes they, they had when they were living and then pose them in a position right. of your choosing. Right. And I saw this 
promotional photo of what looked like a whole bunch of dogs in various poses and they were all they were all deceased mm-hmm. and it's it was a very it was a very interesting and kind of thought provoking thing to to take yes. a look at but i we we did have a few people i do know of a couple people who wanted to do that mm-hmm. and and found felt like that would be the thing to do for them for them and and there are some people that will clone. Yeah, yeah, you, you mentioned that. <laughs> um, and so, and that is tremendously expensive. I do think that's thousands, thousands of dollars. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's, um, that's an interesting prospect because you're not going to get the same soul. No, I mean it's fascinating, but they were so they could not tolerate that death. And yeah. they decided that the family decided that we're going to want him again, and that's what they did. And the the, the hospital had, had complied. I mean, you know, they gave some DNA. I think, they gave the DNA. The, you're getting a you're getting an identical twin, right? right? That's what you're getting ultimately. So I mean, it, it it again it depends on some people don't want to do anything, and it's okay. And once once there's they're, they're, the euthanized or they die, then that's it. I mean, I grew up on a farm. All of our dogs were buried. You know, there wasn't any anything, any other kind of funeral or anything like that. I mean, that's what happened. Some yeah. people don't, don't want anything, and then others they go to the to extend of freeze drying or or you know cloning. Yeah. So it's yeah, fascinating like, how they want to deal with that. What what yeah? What can you? What can you do? I my chickens are, are, they are my pets. They are family, and one of them died during the winter, and I didn't have any way to bury them. Yeah. So what I did actually was I brought the body. We have a, a fair amount of woods on the property, and there's all kinds of there's bobcats and fishers and all. So I brought the chicken's body into the woods, knowing that these animals would eat it because they're obviously going to be particularly hungry during the winter months. And that felt right. Mm, and whatever feels right is what you want to do. Right. You went back, he, the chicken went back to the soil, like you had yeah. said. Yeah. But there's some other things that, that people can do. Um, now there are also nose prints now. I don't know if you knew that, like paw prints you know, have right. a nose print. Yeah, um, you you can create a plush animal. You can send a picture, and they will make a, a plush animal for you. That's interesting. You can name a, a star for your pet, or you ah. can actually launch them into space. I read that one, so I thought that that was really interesting. How yeah. far into space? I wonder. I I don't. I didn't go deeper deeply into that that article. Um, but the tattoos, people get tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, one person at the group actually became an EMT. For some reason, she felt that she would give back by doing that. Uh, and of course, there's donations. But the other thing that has really been taken off quite a bit is jewelry. Huh. And, and you can take hair and put it into certain bracelets. You can take ashes. And, and actually, they can be infused into stones. Mm. And in some cases, diamonds, wow. and actually then wear them. Or you can have lockets. A lot of people would take some ashes and put them in lockets. 
Well, you know, in, the, in this country, in the Victorian period, it was very common to make artifacts out of the deceased's hair and keep it. Didn't they and, have brooches too? Yeah, that, they did all kinds right? of things where they would keep they would keep hair, I believe was the extent of it, but they also took pictures of the deceased after they were deceased and hung on to them to them that way too. So, I mean, there's all kinds of different different ways. We've also seen people who because they're not sure that they want to have the ritual immediately they have their animal in a freezer that's true that's for quite a long time i mean that one of the things that's so striking about this whole matter is that for many people when a human being dies there's a whole there's like a prescribed path that's either part of a community of faith or part of a family tradition but when a pet dies it's generally yeah. much more right. something you've got to you've got to pull together out of your own creativity, your own thoughts. And, and we've had people, I remember, who would sometimes have almost like a limbo, like they'd have their pet in a freezer for a long, long time because they couldn't approach the idea of that final letting go. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember there were conversations, and I'm sure that this goes on in many people's lives. There are conversations about when it's time. And that I, I, I often felt like, that was, it was kind of a mixed blessing because I wondered if the people weren't in some way by doing that almost like prolonging the, the severity of early grief. But again, it's just hard to know what's right for any given individual. It's just something you have to, you have to go with your own feelings on. And, and, and it doesn't matter. And you could yeah. memorialize or do rituals as many times as you want. Yep. You know, there's That's no true. thing. I mean, you know, every year you could go to a certain mountain that you and your dog walked in. I mean, you know, there's, it's fine. Yep. There's nothing wrong with any of this. Um, another part, and I'd like to read this, but is now there's a lot of online things. Yeah. You yep. know, dedications, yep. memorials. Yep. This is this is our, my little Rosie, and I'm gonna I'm going to. It's hard to see because she's. Um, let me get her. She's a black. Oh, yeah, now I can see. Yep, yep. What a beautiful dog. But I'm going to read what I wrote when she died, July 9th, and this is my was my our dedication, my family's dedication to her, and it said, "Our beloved Rosie crossed the bridge today in our arms. She was 14 years and 11 months." Rosie is now healthy and frolicking with her two sons, Hank and Eddie. She leaves behind her husband, Jack, her son, Rocky, and two daughters, Molly and Gracie, and adopted daughter, Ellie, and of course, <laughs> Humans. Rosie was always a big presence in the house. She was loud and stubborn and feisty. Nobody messed with Big Mama. We loved her terribly as she loved us. We are we are um, at peace that we could help transition her so that she wouldn't suffer any more from her devastating diseases. We will miss her, but know she will be nestled in our hearts forever. Oh, that's great. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, that, you know, I mean, it was really important for me to do that. I did it when yep. Hank and 
guy too. I could not find his on Facebook, but yeah. I mean, I and and I got a lot of responses. Obviously, people, yeah. you know, you they understand that you know, especially for us, you and I, and the people we are with, that they're animal people, and they really understood that that was important for me to do, and really appreciated that, and were very kind and supportive. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that maybe we can wrap up with that on that note and and do you want to give some final thoughts and then i will as well yeah i think i think you know rituals and memorials are, are important and they've always been important and again it doesn't matter if you have a full-fledged funeral with a wake and it doesn't matter if you don't do anything because that's your choice it's an individual choice um but whatever you want to do or feel good doing and with your family is fine and there's no right or wrong there's no amount of time you could do it for the rest of your life. That's, that's what I take away from this conversation as well. And you said this earlier that you can, you can do additional rituals. You can do ritual at anniversaries, birthdays, mm -hmm. holidays. holidays. You could do a little, you could do a little ritual every day of remembrance. Mm -hmm. And, and every time, you do that, it helps you to manage the feelings around the loss and also hold on to the loving memories that, yeah, that will always be with you. Right, so, bring the animal back. A great conversation again, being with you, Nancy, and I'll look forward to talking with you and, and responding to any questions and comments that we may get from viewers or listeners. Thanks again. Yeah, take care everyone.